1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. All-star edition. We are going to make our all-star picks today. I have a little bit of news to get into as well. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, all-star game coming up. And this is one of my favorite shows of the year. We get to make our our picks. Of course, we don't have the pressure of actually having (laughs) ballots where we're really concerned. So we get to have a little bit of fun with it
2: yeah it it was funny i there were a couple times when i was like i kind of want to cheat the positions here just because i thought like it could get me an extra guy in that i really wanted somewhere but but I, i i didn't i tried to be fair to the entire process and all that and and i did not try to guess who would get voted in or anything like that although i don't know that we're gonna get anyone necessarily voted in that like is not an all-star like i don't think that's going to happen so
1: so yeah i'm excited to get into those after we we cover a little bit of news so are you saying i shouldn't have put austin reeves into my all-star starting five i mean that's entirely up to you you're just gonna have to justify
2: it when we get there a little bit later (laughs) in the show
1: all right let's talk a little bit of news first of all some returns brandon ingram welcome back two months two months of no brandon Ingram. pelicans have been good even without bi and now brandon ingram coming back was dealing with a toe issue and now he'll be back for the for the pelicans. It's been good timing. Obviously, we got the news yesterday on Zion Williamson as well that a couple more weeks for him to get reevaluated, yeah. but Brandon Ingram will give them a, a real boost uh assuming he can just, you know, step right in. Uh, there's even when it's a good player coming back, there's there's that kind of reintegration process. There can be some bumps in the road and stuff, but ultimately th- this is going to be big for the, for the pelicans.
2: Yeah, after they had kind of separated from the pack a little bit, they were up around that Denver Memphis area And then the Kings were uh, up in that group as well New Orleans has lost five in a row And they they really A big part of the losing for them recently Has been their offense just isn't as smooth So that's where Ingram's really going to help them Once he's back up to speed So yeah getting him back Hopefully another couple weeks Zion's back out there And and we get to see a full strength Pelicans team uh, For for not Hawk and Wood the rest of the season But we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes That team seems to be a little bit snake bit with the injuries
1: yeah, yeah. And uh in LA, we've got Anthony Davis making his well he I've heard of him. He's officially listed as questionable for tonight's <laughs> yeah. game against the Spurs, but sounds like unless something happens pregame where they just say, Hey, let's hold off, uh, he'll be back in, in action for the Lakers. And we got a little bit of a surprise today, too. Lonnie Walker suddenly popped up. Oh wow. Is questionable. He's been out with Nintendo Ninets. We were not anticipating this. We were thinking maybe this weekend at the earliest. And suddenly, listen is questionable on the injury report as well for LA. So Lakers getting a bit healthier.
2: And correct me if I'm wrong. You think they said Hachimura will be available to play in this game Indeed. after he, did. he didn't play? And that's not an uncommon after a trade. A guy mm-hmm. uh, very regularly they miss the first game or two as they kind of acclimate. Especially this wasn't a uh, hey head down the road type of trade. This was a go all the way across the country and meet meet a new team, uh, deal with him. So yeah, obviously you can't understate Anthony Davis coming back absolutely massive for the Lakers get Hotchmore If you get Walker back, that's basically your full squad. Now you're, you're, you're about as, you know, uh, off and running as you've been all season long as the Lakers. And that gives uh Darvin ham here. What? I don't know exactly how many games they have before the all-star or before the trade deadline, but at least it gives you a couple weeks to really kind of look at these guys. Um, I would be lying if I didn't say I'm a little excited that we're going to get semi full strength lakers probably sort of full strength celtics mm-hmm. on a saturday night we, we've we got to we're gonna have to come up with something by the end of the week for uh our, our little uh wager twice annual wager on that one
1: yeah we'll come up with some with something for that but yeah i'm just i mean look whether it's i'm obviously we we've got rivalries and all that kind of stuff i just love hearing players are coming back from a yeah. period like yep. around the around 100%. the league i, I just want guys to be healthy and come back it just means a better product it means more fun basketball out there on the floor so um so fantastic stuff and then this one you know he's kind of the forgotten man right (laughs) Danny, like most i think most people if you ask them what team does danny green play for they won't know yeah probably get spurs i don't know (laughs)
2: raptors still lakers yeah like yeah people might oh wait he's with philly right no he's (laughs) with the memphis grizzlies and he's coming back uh eight months for Danny Green with two torn knee ligaments. Mm. Uh, I talked about this in a previous episode we did where there's a lot of stuff out there that maybe some of these older players, so Danny Green, Joe Ingles, Danilo Gallinari, who tore his ACL over the summer, is talking about trying to get back before the end of the regular season uh, for the Celtics too, because he really wants to get out there and help the guys on the court. So I think in the case of Danny Green, this is, in those other guys, it's probably a... I don't have 10 more years of a career to protect here. I've got probably two or three years of good basketball left in me. Let me get out there. And I think Danny green can really, really help this Grizzlies team. If he can be Danny green, if he can hold his own defensively, you know, kind of one through three, like he always has. And then hit some jump shots. That's something Memphis can use. They they don't have a a real other wing on that team that they trust fully outside of Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. So this gives them one more guy they can kind of throw in the mix there.
1: Absolutely. I mean, look, you can't have enough wings in the NBA and Danny Green is a veteran. I'm not expecting him to step right in and get major minutes or anything like that, but you know what? He's a veteran you can turn to and I mean, who knows? Maybe if he, if he plays well the first few games back, maybe even he becomes a name on the, the trade front, something like that. Again, it would be surprising, yeah. but you never know.
2: Yep. Yeah, um,
1: without a doubt. Now, unfortunately, it's not all good news. We do have some injuries to get into as well. Bobby Portis. Um, the the Bucks fans have got to just be feeling snake bit at, at this point. And Lakers fans are right there with you, but we know how you feel. Um, just have not been able to get healthy this season. As soon as it looks like they're going to be healthy, boom, Bobby Portis out for well, it's at least a couple of weeks here with this injury. Yeah, a
2: couple of weeks sprained MCL for Portis, and we know those are weird ones. Sometimes it is it is only a couple of weeks. Other times it's a month or more. So so we'll see. A uh, guy could have maybe been in the mix for six-man of the year. He's played really great. Uh for Milwaukee's obviously found his uh kind of career home there, I think, with the Bucs after bouncing around in the early part of his career. He's a big part of them winning the championship. Really just a good solid player. And what ultimately for Milwaukee is kind of a three-man front frontcourt with him, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. So it's it's uh you know, definitely a big loss for the for the Bucks who Just got Giannis back Chris Middleton just came back Again for Chris Middleton after a second absence So they're they're just in a little bit of a You know, spot, they gotta get through it here Um, Their challenge, I think Biggest part right now is they don't necessarily have another guy that they can plug in that fills Portis's spot. So, in mm-hmm. there, and you know, they're not going to just all of a sudden start playing Giannis 40 minutes a night. That's not going to happen. So, I'm very curious to see how they go about it. And maybe this could potentially trade change some of their trade deadline uh, looking, or do they say, "Are right, we really want Jay Crowder. What is it we got to do to get this deal done and push it across the finish line, whatever it is. We'll see how that goes. But my guess is uh, that they're, they, they may be a little bit more active now And we talked about it. Serge Ibaka, no longer a part of the, the plans there. Milwaukee's not even with the team anymore as right. they work on either a trade or more likely probably a bio for him probably at, because he's on a minimum, just be a straight waiver.
1: Yeah. That would make, make the most sense. Um, I, unfortunately this isn't the only injury Stephen Adams is now also going to be out for a, a length of time here um for the Grizzlies this, this is a, a tough blow as well again they get Danny Green coming in and and Stephen Adams on his way out but I mean he's he's a major force for them um so what do they what do the Grizzlies do here in, in the meantime in a very very tight race in the west
2: yeah my guess is what they've done when Adams has missed games this year whether an injury or just sitting them out for rest they go to Xavier Tillman who's kind of a uh, somewhat of a replica of Adams in the fact that hey set screens rebound play some defense we don't need anything else out of you just you you do the dirty work well what really makes Memphis's uh, defensive system work is Adams does all of the banging and bumping and all that stuff while Jared Jackson Jr. is able to do all kind of the cleanup of mm-hmm. he gets the blocks and all that sort of stuff that just you know really makes them a very solid uh, defensive team so I think what we're looking at now is. Tillman's going to have to do that. He's not as good as Adams, obviously. And then they're probably going to have to lean a little bit more on Brandon Clark, a little bit more on Santi Aldama coming off their bench. Um, we'll, we'll see if they go, maybe they go to some more smaller units. I, I don't. I know a lot of people went to, well, they'll just move Jaron Jackson Jr. to the five even more. I don't know that they're going to do that because I don't think then you kind of lose what makes Jaron Jackson Jr. a little bit special with right. his ability. If he's just hanging out at the rim, um, you lose some of what, what he is you know, really good at. So we'll see. But they've got more than enough depth. They should be able to get by for the next you know month or so while Adams is
1: out. Yeah, I agreed. I think they they can, but again, not, not ideal. Uh, transaction news here. Uh, Matt Ishbia is... On the verge of completing his purchase of the phoenix suns i mean and just in time we've heard the suns are you know willing to move a future pick and things like that in order to help the team win doesn't sound like he's interested and in, i mean the suns have lost more games than expected new ownership not interested in in tanking and trying to get into the women yama sweepstakes or anything like that they want to win right now so i i would have to imagine that this is only going to make the suns that much more aggressive on the market trying to get something done at the very least we're, we're like 50 games in the season, and we still haven't seen Jay Crowder. At the very least, there should be a Jay Crowder trade coming for the Suns before February 9th, right?
2: Yeah, 100%. You, even if you get to 250 on Thursday on the trade deadline day, you say, all right, a second-round pick for Crowder, great. Done go yeah. and they'll get more than That for him they're, they're not going to get this They've reportedly asked for you know Started out with the old well we might need a couple First well that's definitely not happening <laughs> I kind of doubt they even get A first unless it's hey can you Kind of take back our you know ten million Dollar right, yeah. questionable salary maybe It's a guy who extends a year what I Wonder now is though If Ishmi is coming in and it sounds Like they've kind of given the push Of hey we can take on some money which That made me wonder like I bet this is getting pushed through before the deadline because Sarver was like, I'm not taking on money for this. Like, why would I, I do that? So I think what now it becomes is you may have, if you're a green, you're James Jones, you may have the green light to say, Hey, Crowder and Dario Sarge, that's $20 million in expiring salary. Who wants to you know, who wants to talk? Like, well, let's go. I've right. got, you know, 20 million out there. Blank Check get- here. Yeah, and they're obviously very okay with Three-team trade constructions Maybe they get involved in John Collins Like that could be kind of interesting Because you're right there if you get to the mm-hmm. $20 million, if you're willing to take on some money Moving forward with the new guy, that could Be a way, we've heard the Hawks are interested in Crowder uh, multiple times in the past So uh, I, something's going to happen With Phoenix, there, there's going to be a move that Comes over the next couple of weeks, and it's not Just going to be some minor like you know, Send Crowder off in a, you know someone's trade Exception or something like right. that, it's going to be an actual move
1: yeah and it, it seems like the most smoke right now for crowder in terms of landing spot it's the bucks mm-hmm. but we'll see where he ultimately winds up but it will be, yep. be somewhere
2: yeah he's not gonna there's no way come three o'clock on thursday or, or let me say whenever the trade call finalizes because we hope we'll have a very long and lengthy trade queue that's uh, right there. it's it's funny i actually have a friend who uh, used to work in the nba office helping process trade calls and did, did That's not what they did, but they did that on trade deadline day because there was so much going on. So it was like, we, you know, they were kind of like the organizer of, hey, do you have everything? Because the way it works is if you don't have everything ready for the trade call, there's sometimes and that's it. Trade can't happen because you're not ready and prepared wow. for it. And then, then that's when you can occasionally run into the uh, old uh, which brooks. Are we trading? Here? <laughs> that didn't get as far as a trade call, um, but, but still. But you can run into things like that. So yeah, it's a kind of a crazy day for for the NBA league offices.
1: All right, let's get into our All Star picks. Um, I, I listed mine. I went east to west. Um, do you want to kick us off with your, with your East starters here, Keith? Yeah. So
2: I will say this to start this out In the East front court, there are four guys for yep. three spots, unless yep. you really start cheating and you say, well, Jason Tatum could be a guard.
1: Somebody's left but out, out no matter what. what.
2: Yes. How I did it. Fair or unfair. Everybody can yell at me because all four guys should be starters is I took the guy who's played the least amount of games and put him on my, my bench as the top reserve. So in this case, that's unfortunately Joel Embiid. So yep. I did Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum. Those are my three Eastern Conference front court starters. And I gave away one of my reserves, obviously, there with Embiid. But that, that's the way it went with the East front Court.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed.
1: Okay. I I did the same thing for the front court, except I have Embiid in and, and Giannis out, um, I'm seeing a lot
2: of that on uh, especially some of the people who voted in the media because their media ballots were due have done that as well. And there's really, you can't, you can't go wrong because you can't go right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, if you, if you told me Durant is out and Giannis is in or Tatum is out and you like, it doesn't matter. And that's, that's where I ultimately came to. And I, I think I just decided what are the three I would most like to see on the floor playing together and just, I threw those guys out there just to see what, you know, the Tatum and Durant shooting would look like next to Embiid. And and that that was my sole basis for it because really it is. Like you could throw the, throw the four names into a hat, pick three, and that's going to be about as good as any Absolutely. list you can make. Yeah,
2: and we should say too, like I didn't – when we made our picks, we did not try to anticipate like who's going to get voted in nope. or anything. These are truly – if we were building the two all-star teams using the – the same position guidelines so three front court starters, two back court starters, three front court reserves, two back court reserves and two wild cards. Um that is you know that that's, that's where we're at right? Like this is the these are the teams we're building this way. I will also say um w- w- within this too it gets kind of Tricky because we're, we're trying not To be in a spot where we get swayed by You know well this guy will probably Make it so let me just put him in there I think last Year right. I think we did this after the, the the starters Had been added and maybe we did that I can't remember um, with, with that But that was kind of fun because we had the whole Is Wiggins really still maybe an all-star Anyway <laughs> right. yep. kind, of, kind of conversation
1: so That's right we did um,
2: And we should talk just very quickly before we Get into the next rest of the picks how fun is it that they're going to do it playground style? Oh, yes. And pick yeah. the teams right that's before awesome. the game. Like, I, it's, it, it is going to be so good because someone is going to be livid. And oh, they're going to be yeah. like – and they're going to go hard from the beginning of the All-Star game because they're going to be like, I got picked, you know, 20th. Like, screw you guys. Like, get me the ball. Here I come. Well,
1: and that's that's why they haven't done it before like this mm-hmm. is because they don't want that – you know, nobody wants to be picked last. But yep. this is this is playground style. This is a pickup yeah. game and, l- and let's yeah. go. It's it's going to be fun. And here's the thing from, from an NBA perspective, Keith, I've been of the mindset of and I know I'm not the only one who does this. I don't need to tune into the all star game until somewhere around the mid third quarter, because that's when they yep. actually start playing basketball anyway. Now I got to tune into the beginning because I got to see who gets picked where and then I'm probably going to stick around and watch the remainder of the game. I think it's brilliant from not just a fun standpoint, but also from a numbers standpoint in terms of getting people to watch this game from the get-go.
2: Yeah. And you're absolutely right. If you already turn it on, you're more likely to just stay with it. And be, yep. Cause then you also might be like, Oh man, uh, you know, player X looks really angry. That yes. He was the 20th pick. I always go back to too. I remember this was a few years ago when when Al Horford's first tenure with the Celtics, he got voted into the or got voted by the coaches into the All Star game, and they were doing the draft, and they, when they were talking about it, they're like, "You worried about being the last pick?" And he had the best possible answer: "Last picked All Star, still an All Star."
1: Like it's yep. it's
2: so true, right? You're still one of the 24 best players in in the league for for that year. So I just I did not want to get any deeper into this without talking about that part of it because that's going to be so fun all right east backcourt my yep. east backcourt i picked donovan mitchell and jalen brown okay. i was in between a couple different guys here mitchell was a lock for me yep. that one was very very easy i was in between a couple guys and in i and when i do these things i don't want to be oh uh, celtics home or put jalen brown in but the more and more i looked at it he's on the best team in the league He's having an outstanding season. I do think there's a good chance if he keeps us up, he makes All NBA uh, this year. And for that, that that's an All Star starter. I don't have. I'm not going to you know freak out that I have two Celtics starting when they have the best record in the NBA. A lot of times, that's how this goes.
1: No, I I think that's very defensible, and I think that's probably the likely outcome, personally. And and maybe uh, they can call you a homer, call me a hater. I did Donovan Mitchell and I went Tyrese Halliburton because I wanted to put, I just wanted to get more of a spotlight on Halliburton on his play this season. I don't think that he's gotten enough recognition for what he's done in Indiana. How this team has played without him, I think has been telling as well, the struggles they've had without him. And so I went up putting Halliburton, but I'm not going to argue with you over putting Jalen Brown in there. Like that was my decision as well was, do I go Jalen Brown? Do I go Halliburton? Uh, I mean, flip a coin. You can make an argument for either player.
2: And the reality is neither one of them's going to get it because Kyrie's going to get voted in to that spot. He is such a commanding oh, lead, that's but yep. that's, yo, know, that's neither here nor there. So I, I do think, um, you know, that that's where it went. All right. So to recap for me, I had Giannis, uh, Durant, Tatum, Brown, and Mitchell as my East starters.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've got Embiid, Tatum, Durant, Mitchell, and Halliburton.
2: All right, let's go to the East reserves. You want to do that next?
1: Sure. Uh, I'll pick right. it up. Obviously. Yeah, go ahead. Obviously Giannis is is there, <laughs> yeah, of course, and then uh the East Front Court Reserves joining him. I've got Bam Adebayo and Pascal Siakam.
2: All right, so we're East Front Court. We had the one little difference in the starters, but mm-hmm. we've got the same six guys because I had Adebayo, Embiid, and in Siakam, and I, I I didn't have a lot of problem with making those decisions. I pretty much got there and said, yep, those are the guys. And it moved very easily, you know, into making other harder decisions uh, down further down the ballot.
1: Right. My East guards, uh, I went clearly Jalen Brown. And then, you know, this is one that I haven't seen out there a ton, but I I just, I don't feel right about the, I've seen him get a few honorable mentions on some media ballots and stuff like that, but I don't feel right about the Cavs not having an an all-star in there. So I've got uh, Darius Garland joining Jalen Brown
2: okay yeah so i had um i had in that spot i that's where i have Halliburton because i had brown mm-hmm. in the starting group and my other backcourt guy i had Kyrie. i you know and it's and this wasn't a well he's gonna get voted in anyway kind of thing it was i mean his numbers are really
1: good incredible yep
2: i wish he just played basketball all the time. (laughs) Like I'll leave it as simple as that because he's really, really good when he plays basketball and he's, he's helped keep that Nets team afloat while Kevin Durant is out. And I mean, it's just, you know, I kind of also sometimes too, I think like all-star games are made for guys like Kyrie. Like this is like, Get him out there. He can, you know, put on a show. You know, other guys love playing with him. Um, you know, in situations like this. So, so that's where I went to. All right, who
1: are your two wild cards? So my wild cards. That's where I got Kyrie into the mix. I've got Kyrie Irving and Demar Derozan as my two wild cards. And this was tough. Like I, I had, I was looking at you know players like Jalen Brunson, Julius Randall. There were a number, a number of guys I was looking at for these wild card spots, but obviously Kyrie putting up the numbers he does. I, I almost just moved him in as the, the reserve spot in place of Darius Garland. You could flip-flop either one of them. And then DeRozan just barely edges out a number of other players that could have been in there.
2: Yeah, I had DeRozan in there too. It was This is where I had a lot of, a lot of discussion, and I, I came up with seven different guys for these last two uh, spots. I'm sorry, eight different guys for these last two spots. I picked DeRozan. I also put James Harden in. Um, it's If you look at James Harden's numbers – they're really, really good. The only reason they're down is he's just playing with a lot of other really good players. And, but his assists are great. His rebounds are still good. His points are good, but his shots are down. But his efficiency is way up this year. He's at like 47% overall or something like that from the field and like 38% from three, which is the highest he's been in a long time um, for for Harden. So he's, you know, really, really uh, hitting a lot of shots. And just he's just doing a little less because he doesn't have – you know, to do everything himself He's got Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey And Tobias Harris and everybody else That means my my toughest omission From this mm-hmm. entire group Was Darius Garland he, he was the guy, my guys in order Were Garland uh, Drew Holiday, then I had Jimmy Butler And then I also had Trey Young, Julius Randle and I had Kristaps Porzingis because he's actually played really, yeah. really well for the Wizards. So those were were kind of my 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 first set of guys out, but it was uh, it, it was tough. So I think our only difference then is I had Harden in and you had Garland in. I think other yeah. than that, we had the same same other eleven guys.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. My my most difficult ones: Jimmy Butler, uh, certainly, and then and then just I mean, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randall, essentially the guys yeah. that, that you named there. But yeah, pretty similar list that we came up with. Uh, let's jump over to the West. Let's go West, West forwards. Um, go ahead, you go ahead. You, you lead us off in the West. Okay. So here's the three that I've got for the, the West forwards. Uh, I mean, LeBron's getting voted in. Deservedly so. he'll be in there. Jokic, of course. And then I'm going with, uh, with Sabonis. Domantas Sabonis joining those two. I think he deserves it. I think the Kings have been good. They've been, they've been winning. They've been a lot of fun. And uh, I think that he's opening some eyes in terms of just how good he really is. I, I cheated a little here. I'm gonna admit
2: and but I think it's I think I have seen actual ballots that have done this too. I think he is eligible at both spots. I moved Luca into the front court. Okay. Um in in I I did I have LeBron on my team, obviously, but I didn't have LeBron. It was between LeBron and Luca, and if I didn't cheat, I was gonna put LeBron in. But I cheated a little because I wanted to do I wanted to get two guys in on the guard line, is really what it was about. But I also had Jokic. I mean, if anybody who doesn't have Jokic as a starter, you should lose your ballot for – for perpetuity uh, Sabonis too. I had Sabonis too, man. He's been so good for that Kings team. And they're one of the better teams mm-hmm. in the league heading into, to, to all-star. So I had Sabonis and there. So my front core was Jokic, Doncic and Sabonis. So okay. a little international flavor there.
1: In the that's, that's players. quite a bit of international flavor. <laughs> yeah. for, for that. I have a feeling you might catch a little bit of heat about picking Sabonis over LeBron, but
2: potentially, that,
1: potentially it's, I, it,
2: my tiebreaker on this, my first tiebreaker is whose team is better. And the Kings record is sense. significantly better than the Lakers. And then my next is games played, like, like I did in the east front court. So the reality is LeBron James is going to start the all-star game. He's probably going to finish with the most votes. He'll be the captain with the first pick. We know how that's going to go. And, yep. and I, I don't want this to be like Keith Smith doesn't think LeBron's an all-star. Exactly. Because when we get into the front court reserves, which um well we'll do our backcourt starters, LeBron's my first front court reserve. So this is not a you yeah, know, I'm not gonna go crazy over that.
1: Um so here's here's what I've got uh for my West Guards. And this is what was actually a little bit tough. I have Luca in as a guard. Um clearly he was making it somewhere. I I actually kind of wish i could move him to a forward spot <laughs> right because i had a number of guards who i'm like well i want to put this guy in but but i've got luca and i had a tough time with this but i'm going with sga with shay Gilgis alexander joining uh luca as the as a starter for the west
2: let me ask who is your other who is your next guard if you had put luca on the forward line who is your next guard
1: uh it would have been uh steph curry it would have been okay. in there but there could have been De'Aaron Fox was in the mix. Damian Lillard is in the mix there, but ultimately, yeah, I was uh, it was Steph. You didn't say
2: the guy, but I know you've got him on your team. I'm certain. I had John Morant and SGA mm-hmm. as my two
1: guards. Yes, in the back, Jaw was another here. one. Yep.
2: Yeah, the, in in West starting guard maybe was outside of East starting forwards or starting front court. West starting guard was probably the hardest mix of guys because. That's cool. You've got SGA, you've got job. That's where Luca really should be. Like I said, I cheated a little bit, um, but you've got Steph in that mix. You've got Aaron Fox. So yeah, that's, that's, that's something. All right. You want to do the reserves? Sure. Yeah, right, let's go. So go ahead. I said it. LeBron leads off my, my reserves. Obviously he will start the game very deservedly. So I think, yeah, I want to get your take on this. So pause here for a second. Mm-hmm. Is he going to break the record before the all-star game? Yes. What's he? Yeah. He's, he was about a hundred and. 48 points or something shy now
1: he is 178 points away okay um he is going to break he, he's going to break it on february 7th against all okc right. That's, all right that's, that's that's been my prediction i'm sticking with it um because otherwise it's going to happen on the road um yeah, it would happen on that's got yeah yeah
2: and i'm i'm now fully on board with the it should happen at home and i either want him to i want him to tie the record with a sky hook yeah just because that'd be fun, and then I want to see him break the record with just one of those—either a ridiculous LeBron breakaway throwdown. Yep, that's like you know peak everything he's been his entire career. Or I want it to be one of just those ice cold stare down baseline jump shots where it's like doesn't even break a smile. And then hopefully, then they'll stop the game, and he'll you know break a smile and get his flowers and everything because it's this is must see. Like this is going to be one of the coolest History. accomplishments because it may be a very long time before we see that record broken. Cause it's, I mean, he's going to be, he's what, 18 years or 19 years into his career. Like that's a long time you got to play and you've got to stay mostly healthy for that whole run. LeBron, too. LeBron, that's this is 20 tough. Yeah. 20th. That's right. This is 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. So 20 years and staying fully healthy. That's, and you're mostly healthy for most of his career. That's, that's probably probably not going to be something we see again for a while we
1: talked about this a bit today on uh, for uh, for lakers nation i said i don't want it to happen on a free throw and if no. he's gonna if oh, he's God, gonna no, no. no i hope he that's, misses that's, it yeah miss it on purpose <laughs> man. just give us <laughs> yeah. give us something better than that <laughs> yeah. um and then the the skyhook thing yes but he gets one shot at it
2: yeah you, yeah you can't, can't go to you can't, you can't turn into a circus right. absolutely yep if it was last game of the season nothing to play for And you wanted to take a few shots at it that way. But otherwise, then it becomes cheap and it's not fun. And yeah, but it's so funny too, because probably make it. But he'll probably, what he'll probably do is he'll probably go into that game like 15 or let's say 14 points shy. And he'll probably come out and hit five three pointers in the first quarter. Like, it'll be like, oh, cool. So LeBron did the shooting threes. Like, (laughs) you know, that's how we got there. Like, we'll see. All right. So LeBron, my top front court reserve, he will start the game. We know that. My next guy was Laurie Markinen. Mm-hmm. I had to put him in and think he's been unbelievable for Utah. Utah has been better than we all thought. Um, so I put him in there. And then my last one, this is where I had a little bit of trouble. It gets a little rough with West front court reserves. So I went with Zion. I wanted to give the Pelicans somebody. And when I looked at it, Ingrams missed way too much time. Sure. And I really was like, who who do I want to put in there for the Pelicans? I was like, it feels like a force to shove CJ McCollum in, in this super deep guard group. And I was like, you know what? I'm going with Zion. Like he was great when he played. So I have no, I, that, that's where I'm going to go. I, I, I put Zion in that mix.
1: I had the same rationale. I went with Lowry Markinen, I went Jaron Jackson Jr. and Zion Williamson as my, as my trio. And again, it's tough because of missed games and, and all of that, mm-hmm. but uh, he's been good, and the Pelicans have been good enough to where they they should have an All Star out there. So, um, yeah, similar rationale for for why I went with the the picks that I did.
2: Yep, yeah, that's that's great. All right, if we go to the backcourt reserves mm-hmm. for me, because I had Morant and SGA as my starters, I went with Curry. Uh, obviously, he's got to be there. Then I went with Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty good about that. I think you know, he's had a really good se- season. Excuse me. And I think the Wolves have really started to step up and move along. All
1: right, so I went with my reserves as John ja Morant, who again you could definitely put him into the starting mix, and Steph Curry. Uh, I think that, I mean, Steph, like if Steph isn't a starter, he's going to be a like. There's no question there. Jaw as well. The the West guards were, I mean, it's it's easy, but it's not like it's kind of like the East. Uh, court where you're just looking at it say well somebody deserving gets left out of this mix no matter what it's kind okay. of like that here where jaw step you could have him starting sga like there's plenty of options
2: yeah without a doubt yeah i mean there's probably yeah there's legit i think probably four or five guys who could start mm-hmm. uh at that spot
1: all right the wild cards yep. uh go ahead
2: you do the do your two wild cards
1: okay so this is where so my my rationale for this i went with the who I think is is very deserving. He's been great mm-hmm. this season. And there's a number of players you could have turned to here. And I ultimately rationalized if I'm not going to penalize Jaron Jackson Jr. and Zion Williamson too much for missing games, then I'm going to go ahead and give a nod to Anthony Davis. And that'll be my homer pick. But I rationalized it as he's played better than any of them when he's been healthy, he's been more yeah. impactful than any of them when he's been healthy. And I know he's missed games, but he's not that far off from what Zion has played or what Jaron Jackson jr. Has played. So I went with him, but I, I'm not going to fight you if there's other players that, uh, that you'd want to put in there. Cause it's certainly close.
2: Yeah. And kind of similar ish on that line, because I think when he's played and it's not, it, it's, so I'll say with with AD and the guy I'm about to say, it's not like they've played ten games. Like right. then I'd be like, come on, man! Like that's a good week and a half. Like what are we doing? In with my guy, I went with Devin Booker. Yep, because he's been. That was that another good. one that was right there for me. So I went with Devin Booker, and then my last one, I I. So this is so just telling of who I am. This isn't a real. This is just for me and you to pick this for for the uh, front front office fans.
1: You agonized over this. Didn't I you? did.
2: I like legit was like. <laughs> I don't know who I want to pick. And I was really like stressing over it. I went with Aaron Gordon who has had an outstanding season. I didn't even realize how, like, I was like, yeah, he's in the mix for me. And then when I started looking at numbers, I was like, Holy cow. Like he's been really incredible this year. And I probably arguably one of the best defenders of, of of this entire group too. So I put him in there and I was kind of, then I started being like, man, imagine Zion and AG and Anthony Edwards, like, in an all-star game to get like like that's a dunk contest like ready to break out anthony davis was close the guy I feel worst about is De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. If I if I really wanted to, I just I like to balance the roster a little bit more, but if I went with one more guard, it would have been De'Aaron Fox. But then you had guys like Jaron Jackson Jr., who you said very, very uh uh, you know, should be, you know, in consideration. I also had Damian Lillard, I had Jamal Damian Murray. Lillard, yeah. So, you know, Jamal Murray was my other guy for like because I wanted to get two nuggets. I felt like you know, they've been so good this year, too. I just a lot of times I feel like, hey, if you're the best team in the league by the time you get there, like you should probably get rewarded for that. So so I, I went with A.G., but man, it's it's tough when you get down to those last couple of spots. There's a lot of deserving guys. My guess is it ends up another guard. I'm um, in that because what they'll do is they'll say "Well, in reality Luca can play as a front court guy and who really cares And it doesn't matter. Um, Cause it's the all-star game, but yeah, I now, this is where I'll also say some of this stuff on, especially with the starters, like I don't want to be continued. Like let's you've done a great job making the all-star game better with the draft idea to begin mm-hmm. with, with the tribute to Kobe and the Elam ending. And the all Elam that ending stuff. Yep. Now this pick with the whole, um, uh, you know, pick right make, before pick the game your teams. stuff. Yeah. Let's just make it positionless now. Yes, forward. please. Yes. Or at worst, make it like one, one like center or one big one point guard, one ball hander, or however you want to call it. And then three, whoever, and then the whole benches should just be wild cards. should be whoever. Well,
1: you I mean, it shouldn't even matter. Like we're seeing like legit teams in the NBA that are playing without traditional sure. point guards for long stretches, sometimes even starting, you know, I mean, I, I just think you should be able to put together, put out whatever kind of team you want. Like if, you know, if LeBron decides, Hey, I want to pick eight centers, like whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, just, yeah. and he can, just that's that. the thing that's crazy about it now too, is they picked their
2: team. So outside of, we know the other eight starters have to be picked first uh, after from the two captains, but then you're going to go in everybody else and you could just pick every single center if you wanted to. And the reality is I know people are like, well then centers will never get in. It's not true. Guys like Jokic and bead, it's a bonus. They're going to get in no matter what uh, this year, they, or at least they should. So,
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Yeah, it's a, it, it is funny. I mean, I guess it's it's pretty telling. We didn't have all that different of picks. Uh, yeah. You know, in, in the end, we're, we're pretty close. So that's pretty darn uh, similar. In, yep. And I honestly think when it comes out, uh, starters come out, obviously tomorrow, we'll find out who was voted in. And then a week from then, uh, Thursday, we'll find out who was uh, uh, brought in or who was added by the coaches. I don't think we're going to be all that far off. I, I think we're going to be maybe one or two guys on each side, but I don't think it will be anything more than that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's going to be, um, I think we're going to be pretty close to what ultimately mm-hmm. the the list really looks like. And uh, yeah, look, the All-Star game, I think they've made some good changes to it recently. I think that's made it even more fun mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm hoping for a good game this year too, because it's, since they've added stuff it's made it certainly more enjoyable i'm hoping for a good dunk contest too with mm-hmm. we've got yeah. like we've got you know mac mcclung from that, we got like g league players getting it like i hope that that kind of you know, revitalizes this.
2: this we haven't heard a lot about the three-point contest yet like good we have point. not like and that's usually by now we get three or four names of the guys who are going to be in it we we just haven't heard anything yet so I'm, I'm very curious to see because there were, there were definitely some guys the other day that were like I'm not going to campaign for it it's not really one of what yeah. I want to do but it's like okay but by saying that you you are so you kind of you know, are right yeah like it's a it's fun and you know the, the skills competition no. all-star saturday night is still one of my most favorite things like it's all yep. so silly and goofy and but i absolutely love it it's it's weird too it's one of the only things that like my wife and daughter will like sit down and be like they get super into it and watch the the whole thing too which is kind of funny and then
1: there's the entertainment factor to it mm-hmm. that goes beyond just hey I'm, I'm watching a competitive basketball game which exactly. you exactly know, the you know, non-basketball fans can tune that out but
2: yeah, yeah exactly my they both really like the three-point shootout is like they, they both get super into that and you know and it's fun yeah it's it's often the best part of the, the saturday night when a great dunk contest is different and did you see aaron gordon what he said
1: no what vote did aaron Gordon in, say
2: he said vote me into the game and i'll do the dunk contest so Ooh. yeah but I, I don't know if it's already filled out or not i haven't seen yeah, but, but, but we'll see you know i'm i'm sure if he gets voted into the game and he's like hey i want to do the dunk contest guess what it'll be we have a mystery you know extra participant <laughs> right no one's gonna complain so
1: the the clock winds down and the surprise entrance into the royal rumble is, is <laughs> so Aaron gordon yeah, yep,
2: yep. Yeah, he, it'd be awesome if while the guy's are like getting his trophy he comes on dunks on him and he's like we're <laughs> not done yet Let's go. That's on NWO across his back. <laughs> that's it, right? That Gordon Levine dunk contest. I mean, oh my gosh. And Aaron Gordon got robbed. Absolutely yes. robbed. Should yep. have won that. The dunk people's
1: contest. champ, the uncrowned champion.
2: It's yep. it's funny. I think it goes losing the finals to the Rockets, losing the finals to the Lakers, Aaron Gordon losing the dunk contest for Orlando Magic fans of the biggest like angry moments and upset moments in franchise history. <laughs>
1: Wow. And then
2: Shaq leaving. Right? And then, then, Sha- then Shaq's somewhere then, in that mix Like there. eight more things and then Dwight Howard leaving.
1: And, and what about really like Nick Anderson somewhere. free throws or something? yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah the Rockets somewhere. one. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. there's
2: for a specific singular moment. It's it's that or Courtney Lee in it was game. Oh, one. the layup. Yeah, the layup. Man, what a great play call that was, and he just missed it. And that I mean, not saying it would have changed the series, but it could have, right? We, we oh, yeah. you never know. You win game one and series can look completely different.
1: Oh no, and in, in LA, he's known as Saint Courtney. Yeah, because right. <laughs> he's he, we we appreciate him oh, so man. much.
2: <laughs> oh, that was, that was that was rough, but yeah. So that's that's where it is for Orlando Magic fans in the terms of you know franchise disappointments. It was Aaron Gordon losing that dunk contest yeah. is way up there, and it should be because he should have won.
1: Absolutely, he definitely should have. And I'd love to see him get back into it again and uh, see if he can if he can right that wrong. But should be an exciting All Star uh, experience coming mm-hmm. up mid February. We do have the trade deadline coming up before then. Two I weeks. Getting... Yeah, All right. That's right. Let's go. It's gonna let be us know fun. in the comments
2: what you think of our picks. Let us know who your picks were. Remember the rules, as always. If you scream that somebody should be on, you got to say somebody else who comes off. So you got to, you know, you either tell us that, or when the real teams come out, you can't scream that your guys should be in there without saying somebody else should come out because there's only 24 spots. So that's right. Uh, you know that that's got to always be kept in mind. But yeah, uh, let, let us know who your all stars are or who we really missed on, and and that. And I tried really hard to make sure, like, I didn't fully like miss on like oh my god this guy like we didn't even talk like obvious once, yeah and the whole thing and you know i'm sure some of us still have someone they'll bring up but I'm
1: you know sure. that's part of the fun of it that's right that's right all right well let us know your thoughts in the comments down below make sure you're subscribing to the nba front office show on youtube as well as the podcast feed over on apple podcast spotify wherever it is if you listen to podcasts Again, you can do both subscribe on youtube and to the podcast version highly encourage that till next time everybody see ya, and stay safe